Yesterday, I played a game with um, my husband. Shout out to Yaz, and we did this. And I promise you, we got to do this next time we do the game night. Okay. Where we randomly took her Amazon music, mm-hmm. and we would put random songs from soundtracks. Huh. And you had to guess the movie soundtrack it came from. Oh, that's fun. Oh, I'm, oh, bitch, I was a force. Oh, that's fun. I was a force. I bet you were. Because shit. the girls at M I'm like, I know my shit. <laughs> And they were they gagged when I knew some of them without even hearing the full song. And Listen, because like, if like bitch, how I'm like I just know. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. This bitch over here on my left knows music. Okay, about it knows music. Mm-hmm. Studies his shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna front about that one. It, it was one they stopped me. Yeah, it was one because it was a movie I hadn't seen. Oh, okay. So they stopped me with music from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ah, uh, I got you. And I was like, bitch, I never saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to see it. Why? Um, but welcome um, to another edition of um, Common Sense 213. Mm-hmm. Millennial Night Court. Yes, God. Um, shame, shaming of the millennials. Mm-hmm. Judging you from the bottom of my loose. Silence. Of the idiots. Oh, 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 oh. alright. Okay, welcome to another rendition of Holes That Need to Be Raised. Also, a question that we ask on a regular basis every week Who, Who raised you hoes? I'm your host. <sighs> Jesus. Um, I am going to be this week. I, I, I've been Lunel long enough. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be Cedric the Entertainer. All right, and I am your co host, Merlin Santana. Throwback snack for real, but before we get into the antics of today's show, I have to take a moment. Um, on Thursday, it was Thursday, it was Thursday when I was at work mm-hmm. and Marlon had sent me screenshots of something that was going on on Twitter. Yes, um, and it came to knowledge that. One of eight, like basically, excuse me, one of my mentors, a great ally in the Black Gay um, podcasting community, Curtis, who is known more popularly by his um, internet 
username, which is Trillificent, had passed away. Um, if you guys didn't know, Trillificent started two podcast directories. Oh, no, excuse me, a podcast directory, an actual podcasting network. And he also had two podcasts himself. Right. Um, he was doing Game Side Stories, right? Yes. He actually appeared on this show. It was season one, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and also appeared on Game Side Stories before. Um, also, he had Ratchet Ramblings. He literally, through his podcast um, network, he had a f- quite a few under his umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he had the directory, which is pods by um, QPOC. Okay. Um, as I specified before, a great mentor, a great ally, definitely someone that was naturally funny. Um, it, it it pained me to know that this was true, mm-hmm. um, that he had passed. So definitely my condolences goes to his loved ones, his family, and of course, the people that he worked with on several podcasts. Um, you guys are in my thoughts and my prayers. And with that being said, I want to move on. And this one's for you. So, um, it's time to get into the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing where you, your legs go numb. Yeah, you're sitting at a table. Uh, not even the table. You're sitting on a commode. Okay? Come on. Come on. And it's been a while. Your phone is... <gasps> Your phone is hot, sir. Yes, come on. That ain't the old, that ain't the old granny ass term. I love it. <laughs> okay, yo, 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 yo. You feel that static feeling in your leg? Mm-hmm. And just behind your ankles. Okay, it, it's time for you get up, white and flush. Mm-hmm. It's time for scroll on. Let's do it. So it's it's pretty heavy today. Child, y'all back in the goddamn fool, and I just can't it, take it. It is. I'm gonna start light. And then I'm going to go straight down to heavy. Mm-hmm. So let the scales begin, bitch. All right. Um, the NBA has announced today. I mean, not this was today. This was yesterday. Okay. They announced that the NBA All-Star Game MVP trophy has been renamed to the Kobe Bryant MVP um, award. Mm. Um, this is going to be given at the All-Star Game. Okay. So... I think it didn't have a title before, but it's the, the NBA's way of honoring him. So it's definitely something that is good. That's nice. Okay, yeah. get, get something. Get right. something. Not everything, but something. Hmm. Um, I want segue, not even. I, I, I want my love life, my next man. I, I want to be like Maya. Okay. I don't want anyone to know about him. Mm. Because apparently sis has been in a whole relationship and secretly got married come on, in Africa. Come on, fellow Libra. Okay. That's right. Keep so it, shit. Came, it came out and she, of course, admitted that it was true. She's officially Miss um, Lansky. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like she got her nice little... She sounded like she living that swirl life right about mm-hmm. now, by that last name. Melanin deficient. Uh, I mean, girl, to each his own. Hey, I mean... Get your life. If you happy, I'm happy. If you like it, we love it. That's it. I mean, it just may not be for me. Well, yeah, yeah. that's fine too. Okay. okay. Um. So let's see. Um. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the TikTok challenge that was called the um the Renegade Challenge. Mm-hmm. It was a dance that was originated. I'm gonna play a little bit of the clip. Go, 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 go. 
So this actually was a challenge that was started by a 14-year-old girl. The name of the actual song is a song by K Camp called Lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically became, she became a TikTok sensation. A lot of people started doing the dance after her. Just put it in the mind of, put it in a, ooh, thank you, Geico. I got a, a nice little Starbucks car from y'all. Thank Good you. Um, so, sorry, that was good news to me. Um, <laughs> so, basically, the young lady, she is actually from the Georgia. Mm-hmm. Her name is Julia, um, excuse me, Harmon. And she's the originator of the Renegade Challenge. She's only 14. And she loved to see that everyone was adapting the dance that she created, mm-hmm. but she wasn't getting the credit for it. Uh, so it came out, um, not even came out, Kay Camp actually met with her and one of her friends yesterday. Nice. Um, the other girl that's in the video with her. So, and they did the dance in front of him. And he, of course, thanked them because if it wasn't for that dance, his song wouldn't have took off the way it did. Wow. So, Come on, young queen. y'all gonna have to start giving these black creators their credit. Listen, please do. So, 14, come on. Let's take a dive that's slightly heavy. Let's do medium territory. Okay. Now, the thing is, I love eating out as much as everybody. Mm hmm. But stories like this just make me not want to anymore. Oh, shit. Um, it came out, this was in, it doesn't say the day. Oh, so, irony. It was in Michigan. Um, <laughs> this was a, sto- hold on one second. This is coming from in Greensville. I mean, Greenville, uh, Michigan. Oh, so, basically, it came out that uh, someone was bathing in the sink in the kitchen, like full blown bathe in the kitchen sink in a fast food establishment. See, okay, <sighs> full blown bathe. I scrolled past that story and I was like, okay, while well, that's kind of rough, but like, child, if I'm in the bathroom bathing in the sink, maybe I ain't got no hot water at home. But they was in the kitchen. Oh, hell, see, no. The kitchen. No, no. They were in the kitchen. No. Now, Wendy's has come out, um, this video came out, it was reported on the news there, because, um, of course, someone reported it, so it went viral. Of course. And they said the health department came out, they sanitized everything, the actual workers that are displayed in this video have all been fired. Of course. Um, but, it, like I said, it makes you cautious. Like, these little things... They'd be like, okay, first of all, ill. Right. That's like someone, like, did you ever see the meme of someone bathing, ch- um, excuse me, seasoning chicken in the damn bathtub? I'm like, Karen, that's it. No more potluck feeds. Yeah, none, none. Who, who seasons and cleans chicken in a bathtub? No. Oh, my God. No. You, you can't unthink about it now. No. Oh, fuck. Okay. You, see, you can't unthink about it now. It's like, damn. Why y'all gotta be like, oh my God, our people. Lord, help us. <sighs> so, speaking of help, segue. One United Bank unveiled a new debit card. Okay. It's a it's an actual image of Harriet Tubman. Work the fuck out. Doing the Wakanda sign. <laughs> um, uh, for those of you guys that may not know your history, um, before Nicki Minaj was yelling about Harriet Tubman on, on Queen Radio. 
Um, Harriet Tubman, let's see, Harriet Tubman, Wakanda, Harriet Tubman was a real person, Wakanda was a figment of all of our imaginations, <laughs> centuries almost apart from one another. Yes. How is this justified? If that's the case, then don't put her hands in a picture. Right, why, why did we have to do the Wakanda Forever sign? I don't. Okay. All right. Ooh, all right. So in in other news, I said slightly heavy. So we're gonna take a slightly oh, heavy dive further. All right. Um. So Russell Wilson's mom made an appearance on a podcast called Raising Fame where she spoke about the conversations that she had with her son um, as he began to court his now wife, Ciara. Okay. Um, she spoke in regards to knowing that Ciara had a, um, has a son. And she said something that was so strong. She said, in that, you have to understand you're taking that child on and loving that child as if it's your own, even if it comes to the point of that child possibly taking your last name. Mm. So... It just it starts at home, people, and we're gonna get, we're gonna circle back to that one grand topic that I just said that one term. It all starts at home. We're gonna go back to that. Mm-hmm. Keep that in your memory, okay? Because mm-hmm. oh lord, mm-hmm. oh lord, mm-hmm. y'all, mm-hmm. y'all, this week, by God, listen. So. Moving on right along, we're driving this boat, we're getting through these topics, we're doing it today, y'all. Listen. I said we were moving to heavy, right? Oh shit. Okay. Jesse Smallwood has been indicted again in connection to his alleged 2019 attack. I'm reading it straight from the shade room, and it looks like the troubles continue for Jesse Smollett. According to ABC 7 Chicago, the Cook County Clerk Office confirmed on Tuesday that the special prosecutor, Dan Webb, has indicted the actor and connected to an alleged 2019 attack in Chicago. Now, this is my thing. I said it several times on this show. If anyone knows me and asks me to speak about this case, there's one main factor to this whole shit that everybody's not paying attention to. Okay. If this attack was fake, as they continue to claim that it is, right. why is he still free? Why was he let go? The reason he was let go is because you have no evidence. You have none. You have nothing. Y'all go after this man continuously, digging his back in, claiming he's a liar, derailing his career, and you have nothing. You have no proof. You have nothing to go off of but to keep on insisting that he faked this attack. And the shit that y'all tried to bring up with the brothers and everything like that to try to make it seem like it actually happened crumbled. You can't find anything to connect. I promise you. I wish they went after Robert as hard as they go after Jesse. Because had this been the case, he would have been in jail. But you know what? I feel like the reason why they going off to just after Jesse so heavy is number one because of what Agent Cheeto had to say about it, calling oh, it a disgrace to Chicago, oh, fuck him. and all of this other shit. Like oh, I feel like Cheeto he's is. behind a lot of it. And number two, <laughs> number two. Go ahead, Chicago native. I feel like the reason why y'all really going so hard is because he's black. And what and else? Gay. Hello. Like, 
first of all, if it really was a faked attack, mm. who was really harmed in this situation? The person that y'all claim and faked it. Because y'all act like this man went out and murdered somebody. Y'all act like he committed a sex some, crime. Like sex crime, grand larceny, embezzlement. Like y'all really dragging this shit out. And here we are a whole year later. And y'all still going after him, but you let him go. You let him go. Y'all went after the prosecutors that got him off. Y'all went after, y'all try to go after him again. You won't let it go. The man has literally like see this is the part the other part that pisses me off about this whole situation is is that y'all tried to make it seem like oh he did this because he wanted more money on his show make it make sense sis he is was (laughs) a recurring lead actor in a hit TV series say it again a recurring lead actor in a hit TV series. What would he benefit from faking this situation? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, because as you can see, if he faked it, quote unquote, his career has been deep drugged through the mud. He has literally had to disappear off the face of the earth. You ain't seen him if he wasn't in court. Basically, he refuses to make public appearances like that. He literally is so bad. His comment section on his um, Instagram is still unavailable because he will not turn it back on. No, I wouldn't either. Like, what is the point? Everyone thinks that you're lying. What on God's green earth is the point? And then for you to know exactly what happened, if you've been through this whole situation, you've been through all this shit and everybody is telling you that you're a liar and you not telling the truth. So now you got to live with this trauma and being called a liar on top of it. If y'all don't leave that man alone, like, give it up, turn it loose. So, um, (laughs) Atlanta star Brian Tyree Henry cast his first openly gay superhero in Marvel's The The Eternals. Here we go. Um, I'm reading this again from the shade room. If it um, roommates, if it happens to be a Marvel fan, then this news is definitely for you. Fresh off the role of the Academy Award winning film Joker, Atlanta star Brian Tyree Henry is set to make history as he has just been cast as the first openly gay superhero in the upcoming uh, Marvel film. Despite Atlanta being on hiatus, which in my, I'm being told they're recording. Actually, no, they're not coming back till next year, mm-hmm. and they're going to have two seasons next year. Um, has uh, excuse me, Brian. I'm just gonna say that has been incredibly busy, and on his latest role, will openly, will excuse me, will firmly commence his place in film history. As reported by Shadow Act, Brian has been announced to play the role of Pathos. Yep, the first openly gay superhero in the Marvel's upcoming film, The Eternals. He is also a part of a couple, and his love interest is set to be played by actor Haas. Salman? Yeah, Sealman, I think. Seal, yeah. The news was revealed by Sealman during a recent interview with LGBT media outlet now, uh, New Now Next. While giving a few details about the film, he confirmed that the character will be married to Brian and also will have a child together. <sighs> There's another reason why the, the heat soaps are mad. But we're going to come back to why they're mad. I'm going to read that, and then we're going to go directly into why this representation matters. Mm-hmm. 
y'all want to get to heavy now, y'all want to wait. I just so, let me tell you something. We we gonna go ahead on this one right here because as a Marvel fan and as a homosexual, uh, I got a whole list of shit that I don't want to hear none of you bitches talk about. Go ahead. Cause y'all already started. Y'all already started. This is why I want to wait. 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 Because we're gonna make an umbrella topic. All right. But I'm gonna get the bullshit out of the way first. I need you to calm down. Oh, we're no, here. Coming. I'm sorry. Okay, go. We're gonna get through it as a family. We're gonna get through it together. It's all right. Um, I did say we were moving on to heavy, didn't I? Yes, you did. Let's start. So, um, in Millennium Tour news, <laughs> listen, I said I want to get. The other heavy out of the way because okay. I'm gonna umbrella that topic. Okay. I'm right. I'm right. So <laughs> that's how I have to think about it. So recently, um, Omarion and Raz B both had interviews at certain stations. Um, Raz B had an interview at excuse me, this like one extra. Mm-hmm. He this was in this no one extra is in London because it's BBC. Oh yeah. And then Omarion went on uh, Big Boy's Neighborhood. And they both, Omarion spoke on his current relationship with his. He said there is not one. Um, basically, he hopes to have one again in the future. But Raz kind of gave you the realty. And he specified that the two of them, this is not something new when it comes to the two of them basically in competition with one another. Mm-hmm. Basically, he believes in his mind that Fizz wants to be Omarion because apparently Fizz signed a solo contract first before Omarion even had his. And I think Fizz has fell through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And Omarion's actually turned into a solo career. And he's the only one out of BSK that actually has a solo career. So, um, fellas, in regards to measuring dick sizes, um, <laughs> Can we get back to the music? Mm. Can we? Because Omarion supposedly dropping something next week. Um, of course, we know BTK recording nothing new. Mm. And and it's just it's gonna be a lie. It's gonna be a lie. It's gonna be interesting to see him come back into the music game and what direction he's gonna take because <sighs> it, what he was it doesn't translate very well to today. This is very true, and we're gonna find out. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to um, let's get to the ghetto drama before we circle back around to the umbrella topic of that we're gonna get dive into because mm-hmm. it's gonna trigger the both of us. <sighs> so Megan Thee Stallion um, recently had to address her mugshot from 2015 um, coming out. Um, Megan spoke about it on her live where she said basically she was in a toxic relationship as most of us are when we do dumb shit mm-hmm. and she specified she was with a dude she was like 19 at the time and he she said they were out and they were out and they were out somewhere and she like he was on his phone texting hard as hell she's like what are you texting like what's going on Right. and then he just got tired of trying to hide it and he showed that basically the text message that he had another that basically he had a kid. She got upset, got physical, she got arrested. Mm-hmm. And that's basically why her mugshot looks the way it does. Okay. So um power to you girl for getting past the situation. I mean, the Lord saw who won in the end. Um, the one with the bag. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? And shout out to Megan for standing up in her truth and not letting nobody tell her narrative because y'all really been trying to like y'all been trying to push this whole narrative. Y'all really have been trying to come for Megan, and I just like you're not gonna be able to do it because she always gonna be one step ahead of you and always gonna tell her own story the way that she wants to when she wants to. And I just appreciate that. Like, leave her alone. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it, management. So. It goes downhill from here because the rest of this shit is heavy. Um, one Kurtz, better known as DBB, apparently has caught himself in some baby mama drama mm. over the week. Um, it came out via his children's mom that he is expecting another child by another woman. Um, Le Baby came forth and admitted that the allegation is actually true. He is expecting another child from another woman. Okay. And he specified at the time that him and his child's mother, the, his children's mom, the one that he's been publicly with, that they were not together at the time. She was very aware. And he said, actually, he wanted to prefer that they stayed away from the internet. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's made its way. And right. here we are. Now, I commend, uh, even in his still adjusting to fame thing, right. I commend him for owning the narrative. Right. Like, listen, yes, I'm not going to let y'all speculate. Yes, this is what happened. I, yes, I'm having another child, but I'm not the type that's going to sit here and publicly disrespect my child's mom. Right. Like, either one of them is a delicate situation. You don't know how to handle it, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be a dad again. Yes, it's true. So, from that, because, you know, I basically I just gave y'all what I needed to give y'all. I have an opinion on something else before okay. we get into heavy territory. First things first, Snoop apologized. Everybody was happy about it. Yay. Not going into that. Moving on. As a stand, I knew this was coming. What with the baby? Mm-mm. What? As a stand, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. I think we spoke about it last week. I think. About what? About to find out. So it came out last week. Neo was previewing a new song. And it sounds like a little a little like what's the trend when it comes to music right now, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I'm ready to hear Neo follow a trend because, mm-hmm. you know, he normally doesn't. And it's right. going to be weird to hear him follow a trend. So, yes, um, if you're a stand like me, new Neo music is coming. Praise the Lord. I've been waiting since good, man. Um, <laughs> the line in the song goes as follows. Um I took my wife's wedding ring and I made it a pinky ring. Yes, I'm single and ready to mingle. Now, everybody missed the last part because I heard it. Well, I heard the last part. That was the most important part. <laughs> Hello. But everybody passed over went to the point where he said, I made my wife's wedding ring a pinky ring. Everybody picked up on that. Now, um, days had gone by. Crystal has removed, which is his wife, have removed any pictures or videos that had anything to do with Neo. Um, also, she's been out and about. She's been very social lately. 
And she recently, the other day, put up a video. It was like she was out at the club and ran into Ryan Henry from um, Nine Mag in Chicago. And you know, because he's a gem, which I, I was shocked to find that to find this out. He's a gem, so. The thing that a lot of people don't understand is gems are very flirtatious, but we also tap dance on that line, but we might not cross it. <laughs> so, don't know what's going on with that. However, um, Mia went on to the private... What are you looking up? He went on to... Let me see if I saved it. Neo, where did you go? He went on to a podcast called The Private Talk Podcast, Mm -hmm. where he basically addressed the rumors head on. He said that they are getting a divorce. Okay. Um, And he said it's slowly but surely becoming public knowledge, but um, that myself and my wife have decided to go ahead and get a divorce. Um, which and when you detail exactly how long it was, they got engaged in 2015. They tied the knot the following year. He said it's not a sad thing. It's just more of us realizing. Long story short, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm never gonna talk bad about her. I'm not that person. Neo said there's nothing bad to be said about her. She's a fantastic woman. She's a mother of my children and always gonna be that. Now the one thing he did mention is the fact that the both of them have their demons and their demons don't mesh well with one another. So basically, It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Gotta leave. Really? So I hate to see this happen, but all I can say is, as as a stand, this next album is about to be some shit. <laughs> if you know Neil's a storyteller, when he first when I first heard this song, I thought he was just telling a story and then found out it was the truth. Mm-hmm. So is he's already in the studio, so this is gonna be a lit album. All right. Jesus. All right. Okay, one more before we get into heavy territory. Okay. Um, Apparently, I don't know if you had heard, but there was a shooting at Old Lady Gang. What? There was a shooting at Old Lady Gang. If you know what Old Lady Gang is, Old Lady Gang is Candy Burris' restaurant that she has for her um, in honor of the cooking of her in laws, not even her in laws. That was her family. That's oh yeah, that's right. That is her family. Uh, yeah, like her um her aunts and her mom. Yeah. Like it's no one. Um, you just had the shooting left three people injured. However, no one was no there was no killing. But Candy did put out a statement and addressed it, and it happened of all days on Valentine's Day. So, y'all guys in my prayers. I mean. I'm kind of familiar with the whereabouts of Atlanta, but you know, Camp. I don't think Camp Creek is like considered ghetto. It's really not. So I'm like, it's, and I know where that OLG is. I'm like, yeah, I'm shooting over there. Over there, they it's were, in like a shopping mall area. They were shooting at Old Lady. Gang. It's near the airport. It's like, what, what, what was y'all? Now, granted, that one be well, all of them be popping, but that one, that was the. That was the second one, Bill. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Uh, you know that means they're going to have security if they don't have it already. So, I've gotten all of the light heart out, but let's make our way into the extremely heavy, heavy. Oh, God. You guys are heavy, baby. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy, heavy. You guys are heavy. 
been dragged by her non-existent edges, thinning hair, um, for making one of the most idiotic comments ever. Um, she made regard a comment in regards to men and women. I mean, excuse me, men not wearing. Basically, in regards to men wearing feminine clothing, which is heels, bags, so on and so forth. Now, she has since made her apology to the girls. Mm -hmm. Crying like she always do. Yeah, in full-blown tears. Sad emotion. Uh Uh-huh. She's an incredible actress. But y'all want to forgive her. Y'all want to forgive her? Y'all want to still watch the Wendy show? Y'all want to get y'all life on her shady, snake in the grass ass, as always? And y'all want to support her because, obviously, y'all don't know when to cancel someone and actually mean that you're canceling them because y'all will cancel your subscription and then the minute that someone says something that you like, all of a sudden you back to resubscribing. We've seen this happen far too many times. And then, wait, but wait, there's more. Because remember, we didn't even dive into the whole Marvel thing, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade went on to the Ellen show. Yes, he did, Lord. Yes, he did. True. And he made the announcement that his 12? 12 years old. His 12-year-old child is going to transition or is coming out as transgender and that basically she has... Pete, what I just said. She. She has the blessing and full support of her family. I want to dive into this because I got a whole fucking issue with this bullshit right here. So... I will never, ever, 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 ever understand what it is with all of you in this one simple mindset of being a hetope, where you consistently think that if your masculinity is being attacked and they're trying to emasculate the black man, it costs you nothing to respect someone. And even Zaya, who that's basically what she wants to be called, is going to be Zaya. She said, why would I live a life where I'm unhappy? This is coming from a 12-year-old. This little girl is 12 years old. And half of you can't grasp that. You don't understand that you weren't loved enough at home. Your family didn't love you enough. Maybe you had to live in the shadows for who you really were. And if your parents actually accepted you for who the fuck you are, then maybe you wouldn't be so goddamn bitter. But here the fuck we are. All of you sitting here jumping down this man's throat along with his wife and his older brother that's telling them that they're wrong for accepting their accepting their family member for exactly who they are and what they identify as because all of you were stuck in your fucking old ass ways. I will never fucking understand. Oh, someone had the nerve because I said on my fucking Facebook, bitch, I said any negative comments about this shit will not, I'm not arguing with you. They're like, oh, at 12 years old, how the fuck do you know what you like? Excuse me? (laughs) I knew I liked penis at the age of 12. I knew it. 
Anyone with common sense, you know around this age, you know who you start to become. You question it, but you know it's what you're becoming. They're literally your developmental years. Literally your developmental years. Think about this. If Kylie Jenner, not Kylie, excuse me, Caitlyn Jenner, decided, let's say, this early on in age, you know what? I think I'm transgender. And imagine the world it would have been if she was able to transition without ridicule. Even when she did at her age, y'all still flipped the gasket. Yeah. Y'all still flipped the gasket. Y'all are online misgendering this little girl. If they're transitioning to different sex, that means if if she no longer wants to go by he, you have to respect it. If you don't want to call them by another pronoun other than what they were assigned at birth, you can take the non-binary approach to it. But no, you can't. You can't can't respect them. Because the reality of the matter is she said what the fuck she said. Respect it or just move on. Here's a really interesting fact. There was a word you used that I really want y'all to look at. Say it again. Acceptance. Huh. They don't know how to do that. It is not your position, place, or power to police how someone else lives their life. Let alone how they raise their child. And I'm speaking along the realms of Zaya herself. She said what she said. If you don't accept it, then move on with your life because your life is not hers. So all of your beliefs, all of your core values that you have about what goes on in this world and what you would and wouldn't accept from your child has nothing to do with that family. Nothing. Number two, I really would love for all you people out there, parents included, to stop treating children as though they're your property and not people. Mm. Talk about it. You bring people into this world. You don't bring puppies into this world that you can train and order to do the things that you want them to do. You are bringing a life outside of your own into this world. And no matter what you have planned in your mind about who and what they will be, it's not going to line up, sis, because it's a life that's not your own. Children are a lot wiser and a lot more in tune, knowledgeable, and educated about what life is at its simplest form because they are not jaded with the bullshit that society has taught us as adults. Mm. So for a lot of y'all to be running around here talking about some O12 is entirely too young to know what the fuck you want to do, want to know what you like, Baby. y'all on some bullshit. You can't, there's no way that you can sit up here and say that. And then a lot of you all are using this analogy of, oh, well, my baby wanted to be a Power Ranger and a horse at the same time. So what am I supposed to do? Just entertain that as well? 
you are missing the point. And a lot of it's going over your head. A lot of the reason why so many children nowadays, and I don't even just say nowadays, I say nowadays and I use that term loosely because we now have a lot of knowledge and a lot of language for a lot of things that we have never had before, which is why these conversations are so in-depth now. But a lot of y'all be killing y'all children's whole imaginations and their visionary by doing the shit that y'all do when you do shit like this. First of all, this is not, we don't know whether Zaya is going is straight or lesbian. She might even be bisexual. But this shows just how much you all know about what the difference between sexuality and gender is. Because they're two totally different things. You motherfuckers are still caught up on, oh, well, this is a little boy and he just gay and he don't really know what he wants. Zaya ain't came out and said nothing about her preference. Can I raise my Tamar hand real quick? Go for it. Because she has it. So you just brought up something that's very, very real. And I want to touch on it. I want to expand on it even. I find it ironic okay, that everyone has an opinion on this 12-year-old. And y'all still saying, and y'all, some of you will even make the case, well, oh, if he's going to be gay, then let him just be gay. He'll need to change his gender. What makes you think that is going to make things better? Because she already is aware that she's not, that basically she feels like she's a woman. Imagine if she decides not to transition, readapt he, and just decides to be gay. You all are comfortable with and this is this goes to us too. We're comfortable with seeing feminine gay men when it comes to when people think of gay people in general. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's take out the whole gen, the whole transgender thing. Let's just say he came out as gay. Y'all will still find a way to shun his family he because they accept him. He don't know what he want right now. How the fuck you gonna tell me what I want? Maybe your parenting skills need to go into question. Because nine times out of ten at that age, people know what the hell they want. We know. Ten times out of ten, because I knew. I knew. And I was younger than 12. And most of the time, especially with boys, what we will do, or even girls, will say that we're bi. In reality, we're gay because it sounds socially better and more acceptable than saying flat out that you're gay. So busy trying to cater to the hopes of the people around us than the happiness in our own minds. Mm-hmm. Makes absolutely no sense. I need y'all to back the fuck up off of Zaya. Back the fuck up off of trans people. Back the fuck up off of non-binary people. Back the fuck up. If you're not going to take the time and the effort to try to understand, if you're going to choose to live in your ignorance, live in your ignorance over there. I'll bring it over here. Not to mention, I saw something on Twitter and it pissed me off. <laughs> um, it was one of the blogs that was talking about Sam Smith putting out another, um, about to put out another album, mm-hmm. and this guy was like, oh, I didn't know that Sam Smith was a band because they used they and there. I didn't know that Sam Smith was a band. I'm like, y'all fucking kill me. Then, while we're here, let's take a side trip, shall we? Let's talk about Wendell. 
I love how we all love to believe in our minds that Wendy is this big ally for the um, community. She's really fucking not. She did exactly what most celebrities do when they're trying to get on. What is the easiest people to get to rally behind you and come in droves? The community. Mm-hmm. We love it. We do it. There's whole people that have become stars off of our attention. Lady Gaga. Anywho. <laughs> Even though she identifies in the community, that's beside the point. My whole point is this. You cannot sit here, take from our people, let them elevate you to where you are now. Because Lord knows when she first started, before she really had a whole team, she was looking a mess when they first did that first season of the Wendy show. I didn't even see it. Child, she looked a mess. She looked a mess when she was on radio. All of a sudden, she get a little coin. She got her little team. And I'm willing to bet you two of the people on that team is men. Styling this woman. But yet, you want us to give you things back. Um, Maybe we need a history lesson. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Just maybe. Marlon, do you know why heels became a thing? Or the origin of where the hill came from? No. Oh, you want a history lesson? I would love one. So, for the girls that don't know where the actual hill came from, I'm not talking high hill, I'm talking hill in general, it actually came, the hill was the first design for male butchers. Why? Because they didn't want the actual carcass and blood on the sole of their shoes. So someone actually invented the heel. It became a fashion statement for women. So they adopted it and made it feminine. And now you have high heels. I love that. Let me take you a step further. Go ahead, child. Give you, we'll, we'll do an eye for an eye. We'll give, a, give each other history lessons. Okay, no. True. Since y'all want to talk about what we were at birth and all this other bullshit and you can't be this and you can't be that. Do you do you all know that pink was originally the color for boys and blue was for girls? Did you also know technically by you sitting here licking and sucking on a clitoris that you're basically sucking and licking on an underformed penis? Did you know that your dick is just a penis that kind of fell? If you look at the diagram of a vagina... And of a penis. If you actually see someone going through a sex change surgery, it's literally exactly what it is. You'll understand. You'll, but y'all, y'all that's, that's too deep for y'all. You're too, you, you're too boggled by what everybody has told you about and, what's supposed to happen. And much less my trans community, but I think y'all also need to hear this too. Sometimes, some in times, most people that are trans, they just get the top half of the surgery. Most of them don't have the bottom. But even still, that's see, and this is this is another point that I need y'all to get. Stop focusing on the trans community's genitalia. Please. Cut your shit. Please. Stop it. Because that y'all so obsessed with what's going on. You you're you're missing the entire point. You're missing the entire point. I mean, I'll know, I'll take you a step further, Marlon. Let me take you a step further real quick. I'll never forget, it was one time me and one of my former friends, we ran into somebody on the way back to Jersey, and she literally stopped us, had a whole conversation, would have never guessed that she was trans, would have never guessed it because she looked like an actual female. Not No disrespect to the trans community, but literally when I say she did that, she did it. 
she did it. But the crazy part is because you guys are so transphobic, and yes, I'm using the words, you will never understand what it takes to number one, meet someone that you actually like, befriend them, actually get to know them, and date them. But then wait, how is this guy gonna react or this woman's gonna react when I tell them that I am friends? You never take that into accountability that they actually have to have a whole separate conversation about the fact that they were born the opposite sex. Honey, this whole conversation It's tiring. It's tiring and it can go so deep because it's a lot of y'all that are focusing a lot on um, accepting trans people only if they're passing, which is some more bullshit y'all need to come up off of. Uh There are it's it's just it's a very nuanced conversation and it shows just how stupid a lot of you motherfuckers are because you just refuse to look beyond your own nose and actually seek to understand somebody as opposed to just throwing them away. You don't want to educate yourself. You're too busy living in your own world about this shit, and I'm tired of it. Exhausted. Keep your mouth off of the trans community. Keep your mouth off of Zaya. Keep your hands off my trans sisters, because I'm tired of y'all killing them too. Done with it. Just leave them alone. If you're not going to seek to truly understand and educate yourself, just shut the fuck up and go somewhere else. Just stop. Period. That's that. <sighs> I think we're done. I, that's all I got. Listen, don't take me no further, child, because y'all will get another rant. Child. Anywho, <laughs> we're going to take a quick bit of break, and, and we'll be right back. <laughs> you know, um, while we were filling our cups, I genuinely. What's the matter? I have a question. Okay. Sit down. Send an email. Send I don't like crying to y'all. Send an email. Give them the email. At at gmail.com. Once again, it is askwryhpodcast at gmail.com. Listen. What so is your excuse? I mean, what, what's the problem? You ain't got none. The smartphone is in your hand right now. Y'all got problems. We got answers. So, send in your listener letters, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how you feel in the show. Maybe it's something you want us to talk about. But you got to send it in. If we don't talk to you, we won't know. That's right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. My, yes. My, I'm tired of handing him tissue. Y'all stressing me out. You. Just you? Y'all stressing Lonnie out, too. Uh, clearly, he's cr- clearly he's crying. He won't fight with me today. But anyway, yes. Yeah, make sure you make that happen. And uh, we can leave. let's get back to the show. <laughs> he can leave. 
Maybe I'm not ready to give you all my love. I told my girls you can get it. Don't slow it down. Just let it go. So in love, I give it all away. Just don't tell nobody tomorrow. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna feel it on my time today. I am. We're back. Welcome back. We are back, and it is time for the thread. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <sighs> so to take a step away from all of the heaviness, because you know we've been going there for two episodes now. Basically. You know, trying to figure out who raised you hoes is a really hard job, and sometimes it incites a little passion, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we're going to step back and we're going to have a little fun today. Nostalgia is always a really fun topic. It is. And I just wanted to go down memory lane about the days of yore of being a young gay. Oh, child. They were, like, really good fucking times, man. They really were. Like, I was having a conversation um, with my wife today. Don't ask me about that. I'll talk to you later. Um, He has a head around. (laughs) She's not heterosexual. Thank you very much. Uh, Mm. Uh, I said I'll talk to you later. Um, And we were having a conversation about something that kind of sparked this whole idea for the thread today. And the way that it kicked off is the way that I'll kick off the conversation and then we'll just go like into it and you can give me like, you remember what we used to? And we'll do the ping pong back and forth. Oh, we'll girl. start with this. It sounds fine. Let's go. What happened to the days when LGBTQ plus all partied under the same roof? Oh, bitch. You are talking about really fun times. I know a lot of y'all right now don't know nothing about this, but there was once upon a time when if you were under the queer umbrella, we were also partying under the same roof. Nowadays, bitch, you cannot get a gay and a lesbian party to coexist in the same space ever. And it's really fucked up because, like I told her today, I was like, I understand the need for us to have our own specific spaces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, because... A lot of people be focused, and you know, I feel like what it really comes from, especially mm. now, mm. is that a lot of people feel like the whole reason to go out is to find a date. Mm-hmm. When it's really, it really should be an added perk and not your main focus, and I feel like that's why people can't party now. You know, I normally, whenever I go out, I ask for the top quota that will be there. Which was met last week. <laughs> Let me not get you hot and bothered, baby. Let's step back. Come back. Come back. Come back. We, Child, we, we go to this place too much. <laughs> too much. I'd be having to fan myself, child. Anywho, um, oh child, that that brings me back to my first time going to the club. Mm-hmm. But it was a gay club. I was it. Called? What was the name of it? I think it was called Flash. Flash. I think. Okay. This is well before I discovered Secrets, Langston's, um, Coco Cabana. Um, it's so many clubs that the city has gone through. 
because we have literally run out of spaces for people of color. We'll talk about that in a second, too, but Child. let's continue here. Um, whew. First of all, how old were you? I was 21. Okay, all right. Oh, child, remember. Mm, 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 mm. The long drunken nights. <laughs> now the girls be sitting here like, okay, I had a, I had that last night. No, bitch. Meaning you went to the damn club, broke day, and didn't take your ass to sleep until like later that night. Mm. Long drunken nights. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like, oh my god, bitch. Have you ever had a moment where you regretted giving so like basically I had a moment where way back when um this was during secrets time so okay so the girls that don't know in new york we had this one place called secrets it was so tight and so small mm-hmm. but it was so lit on saturdays um this is back when shout out to event bright rice um back when he had secrets as like a normal spot like this is back when people actually had normal spots and they stayed right so, um, it was one night I was in there, I was drunk, and I started making out with this guy. Mm-hmm. And bitch, when they turned the lights on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my friends, I said, so y'all was gonna let this happen. Right. I was like, y'all, all y'all fucked up, and I would never do that to none Listen, of y'all. Listen, baby, you gotta wait till the house lights come up before you make that move. Listen, my young and ratchet days. The first club I ever went to back home in Chicago, we had a 17 and up club called the Royale. Oh, girl. It was all the way on the northwest side of Chicago. My friends and I would get together. It was on Wednesday nights. Get off of work on a Wednesday and pump over to the Royale. We were regulars. They had these little cute VIP cards. You had a VIP card. I think you got in for free. I think you got in for free. Oh, girl, this is definitely back in the day. Listen, had your VIP card. We went upstairs and we had our own little corner of the club where we all hung out at. Dance the fucking night away. Mind you, no alcohol. No alcohol. Well, a couple of my friends were drinking. We had one friend that was 21 and he would go and buy a couple of people drinks, but I wasn't drinking yet at that point but that was off the chain we had like so many different spots and again it was a spot where it wasn't just the fellas like everybody was there the lesbians was there I just you know drag queens the trans girls were there it sounds very Escalitas-esque Mm, I've been to Escalitas only once you and I both and I turned right back the fuck around did you Really? What didn't you like about it? It wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. Um. It, yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea. I turned right back the fuck around. Like, gotta go. Thanks, girl. Bye. Oh, okay. Um. Right. I can say the same thing about feathers. I I really didn't like feathers. I don't even know what that is. What was it? <laughs> what was wrong with feathers? It didn't. It had melon deficiency. Oh. Uh. You know what? It sounds a little melanin deficient. No disrespect to my melanin deficient Anglo-Saxon folks. Love y'all too, but you know, it's just reality. It's a nice way of saying what we were trying to say without being offensive, so mm-hmm. we'll say that. Yeah. Um, oh, bitch. 
<laughs> we talked about this before, but I think we need to talk about the evolution of Adam for Adam and BGC Live. Because oh. we talked about the chat lines, but we didn't get into mm-hmm. the beginning of Adam for Adam and BGC Live. Now, what's really interesting about that is Adam for Adam was uh, when I remember it coming on the scene, at first it was predominantly, I don't know how it was here, but it was predominantly Anglo-Saxon back then. It wasn't a lot of us on there. It wasn't, and then the turn, like basically when internet came into play, a lot of us started to actually flock to Adam for Adam. Mm. Now, BGC, bitch. Originally black gay chat when it was a brown screen and not a blue one. That was some, <laughs> that was some times, bitch. Originally a brown screen and not a blue one. The listen, black gay chat was something. Yeah, it was yeah, something. It was. Uh, so whatever happened to again us all partying together? But these spots are never the same. Now, I know back home in Chicago, we had a spot called The Rocks. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in the neighborhood, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was on the lakefront. So that's out by the water. And all the gays were. During cold. the summertime. It sounds cold. Summertime. Okay, fine. During the summertime, Sunday nights in the summer of Chicago. You knew where everybody was. If you were gay, if you were lesbian, if you whatever. Sunday night, all the gays were at the rocks. All of them. We go up north faithfully as soon as the sun fell. Everybody was at the rocks. We were in the parking lot. We said, if you had your cute little date, you go over to the rocks, you know, and get your boot thing going on. <laughs> everybody else was in the parking lot, parking lot pimping. You walking around, you seeing all the boys, and it was really good because. That was one of those spots where we all convened and everybody from all different parts of the city all came together. And my thing is, I always knew that you were a boy from the West Side if I saw you because I, West Side boys look totally different. Like, I think that motherfucker's fine as shit. I've never seen him before. Where are you from, West Side? I knew it. I knew it. We had so, so much fun. And the funny thing about it is, I think about it now. Back then, if anybody was fighting, it was the lesbians. Tell them about your first trip to... Oh, shit. (laughs) Tell them about your first trip to Bulldogs. My first... Ooh, wow. First trip to Bulldogs Atlanta? Yes, bitch. Before we even get into this, (laughs) if you have ever frequented Atlanta, there is one place in particular you must go to. Everybody likes to sit here and try and refer it to a hole in the wall, but it's damn near right of passage in Atlanta. You must, must, must take your ass to Bulldogs. Let me tell y'all something. So I have what I call my gay cheers in every major metropolitan city. Uh, I think I know which one is it in D.C., bitch. Tell them. In D.C. is the fireplace. Okay. Right. But Atlanta Bulldogs, I can remember my first time because I'm trying to think of who. Damn, who took me to Bulldogs for the first time? Anyway, first of all, the atmosphere in Bulldogs has always been everything. 
I love it. It's the so dance floor rash, is but I love small. it. The dance floor is small and sweaty <laughs> because they like everybody. If you dance and you are packed onto this dance floor. I don't know if, ooh, I remember my first trip, but I'm gonna let you finish. Mm. So it's a bar off to the left. It's first bar is off to your left, uh-huh. and then you have the dance floor directly to your right. The bathrooms are right off the dance floor. I went to the bathroom in Bulldogs for the first time like two years ago. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Sounds like it was a time. Then you go straight towards the back, and there's another bar off to your right, right before you get to the legendary patio. Yes. Go off on the back in the patio where everybody is chilling, having a good time, drinking, conversing, chopping it up like Bulldogs is everything. My first trip to Bulldogs, I got hit on. Mm. And of course, you're in it. I, I say this, and I said this before, I need to reiterate it again. Mm-hmm. If you go to Atlanta, and this is any gay man, mm-hmm. you don't get hit on. Mm-hmm. If you don't get hit on, if you don't get somebody trying to make an advance at you, like the sexual advance at you at that, at that. You ain't been to Atlanta. And you ain't get the proper experience, baby, because you need to go back again. Listen, they took you in the wrong spot, because baby, the boys in Atlanta do not give a uh, fuck. fuck. They will holler at you in public, bitch. They do not care. I remember the first time I went to Atlanta. Now, mm-hmm. so bitch. to actually have a social experience and it wasn't a ball, I remember now. So I never forget my first trip to Bulldogs. I went. It was my. F- I think my first trip to Atlanta was 2015. I went by myself. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. Tails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not to get on topic, but I'm gonna just say my hotel was. Yes. <laughs> my hotel was lit. Bitch. Oh. Mind you, I was staying downtown. Mm. Um, I was staying at the high, I was staying at the Marriott downtown. Okay. <sighs> mm. <sighs> My first hotel in Atlanta was the Grand Hyatt Buckhead. But go ahead, bitch. When I tell you the niggas. <laughs> the what, bitch? The niggas. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. Go the fuck off. So my first time at Bulldogs. Um, I went. It was like 2016. I went with one of my friends, my traveling friend, and we decided, like, no, let's go to Bulldogs. Like, because I had never been, I was like, I want to go. So mm-hmm. we went, and it was this tall, mm-hmm. light skinned fella. Mm-hmm. A little bit older. Double weakness. Go ahead. A little bit older, but not enough. Like, enough, just enough older. Like, I would say I'm like pushing mid 30s. He was like probably his early 40s. Mm-hmm. So, but. He was like attractive, you know, and just talking to me, hmm. you know, push up the girls a little bit, give them a little traction. But as I said it before, and I say it again, if you have not been to Bulldogs and you go to Atlanta, something is wrong. Sure. You must go to Atlanta. But all the clubs, you must go to Bulldogs because Bulldogs didn't like a pregame spot for most people. Yeah. Because you, I promise you, if you are on Instagram, and you see a lot of the girls that you like on Instagram, and they are living in Atlanta. Go to Bulldogs. <laughs> They're there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be there. And you'll have your gays in Atlanta that'll talk shit about Bulldogs. But still go. <laughs> and they'll still go. Listen, they'll be talking about rain. They'll talk about mix. 
all that hot boy shit. Listen. Now I'm dying. I'm listen. I'm dying for another Atlanta trip. I haven't been in like two years. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's been two years, and I'm ready to go back. Time to meet your quota again. Uh, oh gosh. Um, it's really a shame that a lot of the black queer establishments and major metropolitan cities are like disintegrating slowly but surely. They truly pushed us out of some of the most legendary spots that we've ever had. When I saw, I talked about Escalitas earlier, mm-hmm. and that was iconic, especially the ballroom, because it was like the only real club that ballroom had. And yeah. They shut it down a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Just like they did with Secrets. Mm-hmm. They recently did it, and this one pissed me off. They recently did that shit with Langston's. Yeah. That was a big one, and I was pissed about Langston's. Mm-hmm. Now, baby, we talking memory lane here. Let's talk about Langston's okay. real motherfucking quick about this me. bitch. As a young homosexual, <laughs> you want to feel like, first of all, Langston's is, was located in Brooklyn, it like wasn't that far into Brooklyn. It was it literally wasn't even that far from Barclays. Okay. This is like well before and I was going before Barclays was even built. So you wanna go, you wanna get your little wine on, you wanna find you a cute little some some you know a nasty little reggae mix because you know you in Brooklyn, so you got the Caribbean people coming to Langston's already. They mm-hmm. don't give a shit, they coming. Baby, my first slow wine, mm. my first little get the digits all took place at Langston's. Wow. Bitch. It, Langston's is so iconic, it actually was used in the Noah's Ark movie. Really? I believe. No, wait, I'm lying. It was another movie that um, Patrick did, and he used Langston's in it. What was. Punks? No, the skinny. Okay, there we go. Okay. It was, remember the scene with B. Scott? Yes. Okay, that was, that was, that was, was in like, okay. that was in Langston's. Now I gotta go back. So I remember this. I'm looking at it. I um that scene was that scene took place inside of Langston's. Now the girls, especially if you're from the Tri-State area and you go out and you club, especially you don't mind going across that water to go get, have you a good time, you know and remember Langston's. And we all got the news that they were trying to close down Langston's permanently. We were all pissed. Right. Because it's like, Dan, it's like really one of the last gay black establishments we had in Nate. Gentrification at its finest. Yeah. Took that shit out. But my friend has said he was like when they took when they had sold that tire shop that was right next door to it, he was like, I knew that Langston's was next. Be next. Wow. But oh girl, talk about nasty, sweaty time. Listen. And that was back in the days when you didn't listen. You went in the club club queue, but you came out sweating and it was all right, because everybody came to do the same thing. Dance and turn the fuck up and have a really good fucking time. Like back home in Chicago, the legendary prop house, baby. Oh my gosh. You talking about Friday nights? Kick off your fucking weekend at the prop house. They had the house room in the front. As soon as you got in, you did your coat check if it was summer if it was wintertime, it was a bar to the left. Get you a little drink, you drank. It was another bar right off to the back and the right before you go back to the hip hop room, which was in the back that had technically three levels because mm. it was a main dance floor then you had a little dip off to the right where another bar and there was like seating 
and then you went upstairs and it was it was one bar at the main part of the stairs and then you went back up again and around it was another bar and more seating up there hip-hop room always lit both rooms always lit like everything that you wanted everything that you ever fucking needed you got your life at the prop house too fucking much it was so much fun and it's like now <sighs> they just don't do it like they used to girl people yeah. go to the club now to like I will say this I will say this bitch I'm gonna take I'm really gonna take um, the tri-state area back a little bit give it to them um, the streets y'all remember the tunnel but for the black gays especially the older black gays mm-hmm Y'all had cheat cheese. I knew you were gonna bring it up. I hate that I never got to experience that. Cheat? Let's talk about cheat cheese now. Cheat cheese literally was right next to the flipping entrance to the path in the village. <laughs> cheat cheese was a pregame spot. You damn near could find all the older gays inside of cheat cheese. Some of the younger gays because they try to get their drink on before they hit the club because they know they can go in cheat cheese and get that two for one special. Y'all know about it. It's iconic and it still goes on at its new establishment. But let's get into it. Mm. Gentrification is really a bitch hmm. because that was really prime location and they literally shut down Chi Chi to put a fucking restaurant there. Though, yes, now we have the hangar, mm-hmm. but it's just the essence of Chi Chi's because it's like, listen, Chi Chi's was it was caught. It was funny to go into. <laughs> you watching all the older gays get their damn life, and you just sitting here like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck y'all about to do, but all I know is I'm about to pump to the club in about the next 15 minutes, so y'all better finish this shit up. We gotta go. <laughs> and it just, it was like that. Hopefully, we can keep the hanger. Hopefully. And I do realize, and I'm gonna find a time one of these days when I have a Monday off to actually make it my business to go down to Twister. Um, North actually now has a gate, um, a club that yeah, everybody actually, talks about it. Twisters is actually a little lit now. Yeah, so I've heard it's a little lit in Twister. That's all I'm like. But the nights that they have the parties, which I have to talk to, shout out to DJ Ironbound, I have to talk to him about that. I'm like, can we switch y'all days? Because y'all motion to get not a Thursday and a Sunday night, like, night thir- excuse me, Tuesday and a Sunday night. Bitch, I work on Monday. Like, no. This weekend is like the perfect time to go because everybody's off on Monday. Who? Oh, you're not off on Monday. No, no I work sure. on Monday. Oh, yes, girl. I'm, I'll be at work looking fat. That's hmm. always. <laughs> get it. Yeah, I, I wanted to experience it, but it's like, when you get grown, child, you go, oh, gosh. Monday night? Sunday night? I think we talked about our worst hookup experiences before. I think we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we spoke about our first hookup experience on the chat line. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Mm. Now, did you ever go to the piers? <sighs> Come on, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I will say this. I didn't discover New York or fully disco- get to discover New York until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, my first, I went to my first Pride in 07. Okay. I that's yes, but yeah. I went to my first Pride in 07. Um, we did, I didn't learn about the piers until around Pride. Got you. 
So by the time I was going there, this was well before it's fixed up into what it is now. Like mm-hmm. it was starting, they were fixing it up. It looked decent, but it does not look how it looks right now. Mm-hmm. So I remember the ratchet nights of listening to people argue, just being on the pier. Like it is a euphoric type of experience to go to the pier, especially in the summertime. Yes. It is. It's an experience. I'm telling y'all, it is a fucking experience to go to the pier in the summertime when the weather first breaks. It is everything. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to pump. The girls want to vote on the pier. It is a time everyone loves to go to the pier when the weather first breaks. Now, see, the experience of the pier, New York's pier was our Belmont Rocks. Mm. Same experience, but different layout of course because it's two different to- totally different cities mm. but that's how it was that's how it was listen y'all uh detroit if you've ever been to detroit you know the gay cheers there is the woodward my god if you want to get drunk out of your fucking mind for a low low coin go to the woodward good music and you will be fucked up toe off now, bitch, let's talk about Florida. Oh, what's in Florida? Now, I've been for, and I spoke about this on the show before, um, I've been to both BBP and Hedonism. Okay. Now, I will tell anybody that's considering going to the events, I love both. Shout out to both founders and organizers of the events. However, I feel like Hedonism is a little bit better because Hedonism isn't on, like, the way BVP is, BVP is kind of like an organized vacation. Right. He doesn't really isn't. It's like you do like you have certain events or main events that take place in the evening at certain times. BVP is the only lined up back to back to back. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is the schedule. This is the time that we're supposed to be doing everything. The hedonism is a little more relaxed. Okay. Now hedonism, I was so mad and that's so why I want to go again. Um, my first time I. I can be open and honest. I was depressed when I first went, and it was like, though, of course, <laughs> mama always makes the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Y'all heard about that story. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Mama almost got it. So I, oh, word. So I would go again, but I would ensure that I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go party. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the heat is initially actually is not taking place in Miami. No, oh, okay. it's taking place in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, nice. Now, BVP always takes place in Orlando, okay. and this year is their tenth anniversary. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't know. I wanted to go, but there's too much going on. Listen, you want to come to on. That's all I know. <sighs> Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to plan a trip, and this this one over here got things going on around <sighs> the the Royal Day. Listen, life has just got a lot going on this year. It the Royal Day. I know. Is, I know. is coming. It's vastly approaching. I know. Fastly. I know. Honestly. Truly. <laughs> yes. It's approaching. Mm-hmm. We must start preparing for this. Yes. You have to make plans. Mm-hmm. Get it together. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do that. You yeah. do that. But girl, uh. <laughs> can we just, you know, gaze 
all my my gays, my queers, my trans, all of y'all everywhere. Can we get back to simplicity? To it? simplicity, and when it was fun, can we be, get back to like? Because I I feel like back in those days, we sincerely loved and cared about each other. Everybody had their differences and stuff, mm-hmm. but we were able to come together and have a really good fucking time. Hey, can y'all not fight? Can y'all do that? Can you not? Can you, can you not fight? Can you not? Because we ain't got to. I mean, I came here in my best arms. Um, probably, and I'm willing to, I'm sitting here, I'm going to told you. Oh, I got a good one. Ooh. I got a good one. If you were like me, you went shopping for the outfit before the club that night. What is your most iconic outfit that you pulled together the day of? The day of? The day of. Um, you gotta ask this question. Got to. Because most of the girls are sitting here trying to front like they already had an outfit lined up in the closet. No, bitch. Yo ass just left H&M. I'm gonna give you one. <laughs> oh, and I actually... Oh, I actually caught my ex-boyfriend with this outfit. Ooh, I was so rash. Um, our this was back when back in Chicago when the Centrum was open. Another iconic club in Chicago that they closed down. Why did y'all do that? I did not know what I wanted to wear. Oh, that sounds typical, honey. Had no idea, but I'm like. I'm going out here for me a nigga tonight. Someone's going there. Talk about it. I'm, I, and this was one of those nights where I, I never usually did that because we just went, like, me and my my people would get together. We were just going to have a good fucking time. Like, that was the whole point. But this night, I was like, I'm going to pull me on tonight. Someone's going down. Okay. Some nights you so, got to have that kind of talk with yourself. Like, bitch, we ain't here for business. Not pleasure. Listen. <laughs> So this particular, so me and my friends all worked at the same department store um, in Chicago. It was my first job, Marshall Fields, which is now Macy's. And we got paid every week, every Friday. So we would oh, go gosh. shopping after work on a Friday evening to get the um, the outfits for the weekend or whatever. But I bought me a cute little pair of Kenneco shoes the week before. So I put those on. I think I had like this black light, and this was back when the little muscle tops was in. Oh, the girls love yeah, muscle tops. Love nice muscle tops. The G Unit one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I had me like a little black muscle top with like blue sleeves. And then this was back when the era of cut up jeans had came back. And everybody was cutting holes and patterns in their jeans. I cut up the most salacious pattern in my jeans. Put that bitch on and went out and went off. As you should. And that's how me and my ex-boyfriend got Oh. Oh, bitch. So, I was notorious for a quick mall run. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus, I'm so telling myself and I don't give a shit. So I was notorious for a cute little urban outfit as Ryan. Come on, you all. Okay. So mind you, at this time, I was living. This was when I lived on the other side of the other side of town. Um, I, no, I'm so lying. I was living. I was living in my parents' house still. 
So I was notorious after work. This is back when I worked at a bank. Me and my friend, actually, funny, um, yesterday was the birthday. Shout out to Mike. And I would be like, yo, bitch, I'm going to the mall. And Ooh, I got a funny story for this shit. <laughs> so one time, my uh, myself, Mike, and his ex at the time, we were at the we were out shopping, and his ex was irritating all of us. And it was like me and him was like, "Oh, bitch." So he was like, um, "So what you want to do?" We kept trying to find him. He had ran off. Nobody could locate him. Blah blah blah. I was like, "Bitch, let's go." He was like, "What?" I said. He was like, he, "Um." So he was like, "Um." He was like, "Let's go." I'm like, "You sure?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll get shit. Let's go." Left his way, mind you. You know the distance. Well, you've never been to my parents' house. My friend lived at the time. He lived in Union. Mm-hmm. We were in Edison, and left him at the mall. Oh shit! Y'all not playing. He was pissing us off. So I was notorious to go down to Menlo Park Mall and find me a cute little outfit. And I went to Menlo Park because daily anybody go to Menlo Park like that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to Menlo Park. I don't care. <laughs> and I went into Urban and I found these sickening, sickening skinny jeans. Come on, skinnies. And they, oh, it was sitting pretty. Come on. It was, it, it was sitting. Come I was on. like, Oh, we wearing these tonight. <laughs> found me a cute it. little, found me a cute little shoe mm-hmm. that had already had the top. I was coordinating, got my accessories. Yes, I was like, oh, I'm tipping tonight. <laughs> oh, I am tipping. When you know, it's a certain confidence when you know. Oh my damn, mm-hmm. it's a certain confidence when you know you got on a. Outfit. You know you look the fuck good, bitch. Oh my god. So <laughs> my friends and I, and I hate to show off like this. We always like either one of us. Um, I had a license. My friend Mike had a license, and Mike had a car at the time. Like my car, I wouldn't drive to the city, but Mike would drive, bitch. Those iconic. Now, if you a real one, if you know where I'm about to go with this, in the winter time. Mm. Those iconic runs to the door to her and get in the club because you were not you were not trying to pay coat check and you were not trying to lose the free admission. Baby, you are jumping out of the car, hands in your pockets, shoulders up to your ears, and shuffling. Bitch, hurry up, hurry up, it's cold. Bitch, hurry up, they want to Yes, hell yes, hell yes. <sighs> but bitch, you can't. It's back in those were simpler fucking times. It was a lot of fun back then. My lord, I went out at least twice a month. At least we went out every weekend. I listen. I, I went out when I could, and Lord knows. But the craziest thing I started to realize is, as much as you realize how much you spend when you go out. The girls don't know about that. Listen, and see, I wasn't drinking back then, so I was good. Nowadays, shit, you realize how much you spend on going out is fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. But that's about it, y'all. A little trip down memory lane. Being the young gays that we used to be and all that good shit. We went down memory lane. Yes. You know. 
And yeah. You got a mental health tip for the children. <sighs> mm. My mental health tip is a little more simplistic this week. All right. And I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to say it mm-hmm. for the first time. I'm not going to go into definition. Let's do it. <clears throat> Don't throw stones when you live in a glass house. Work. That goes without saying. Things understood need not be spoken. So pretty much don't go into that one. Um, my mental health tip for the week is uh, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Talk about it. All this tough shit, all this walking around like you got it all together and all that stuff is actually very toxic behavior for your life. Take a moment to let your guard down and be vulnerable. Find a safe space with safe people to do it. But give yourself the opportunity to shed all of that tenderness that you hold so tight to what you guard on a daily basis. Take time to be vulnerable. It's very healthy for you. Very healthy. And with that being said, that concludes this episode. That's right. Of we scolded y'all enough. We went down memory lane. We lived, we lived our times in life when we were running around carefree, bill free at the time, temporarily. Bitch, we want y'all to do the same. Go out and have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Life is entirely too short. Bitch. I just sat here and literally opened the show with paying tribute to somebody that basically gave me the courage to even step on, step behind this damn microphone. Listen. Y'all better understand, not to mention, if I'm not mistaken, we were the same age. You better get out there and live your life. Listen, you got to, because tomorrow's not promised, and I know that sounds very cliche, but it's very true. It's the most cliche thing you could say, but it is the God honest truth. Yes. It is not guaranteed to any of us. Get your ass out there, go live, child. Go That's get right. you a man. Go suck that dick. Stop playing with him. That's right. Do what the fuck you gotta do. Stop playing with him. Go suck that penis. <laughs> and on that note, y'all, we out this bitch. Peace out. Okay, bye. bye.